Welcome to the pre-match of Footballing Podcast Liberty Art Ears every weekend of the footballing season and during the off-season too, which is where we find ourselves. We're in the middle of July. I am Graham Bailey, football journalist. He is super agent Gru. Oh no, it's super football agent Craig Quinnerman. How are you doing, Craig? Graham, I actually went to watch Minions at the weekend, took took my little boy, and uh, I, I was asked for a few autographs when I was leaving. I was going to say, you we signed lots of autographs and lots of little Minions of it. <laughs> I, bet that was, I bet that was great. Um, Highly recommended, by the way. Very good. It's very good. Cool. Well, we will make sure we go and say that. And we are going to actually, we don't, we don't, we don't go into too much detail about your agents. Work great, but we're going to use some of your knowledge to explain maybe some of the intricacies within this De Jong deal. Frankie De Jong, it's it's turned into as a lot of deals at the moment. I do wonder if me being part of the media are to blame for turning some of these transfers into sagas, Craig. I think I think we are. However, no matter what this De Jong one is a saga, and we'll get into De Jong a bit more. FYI, it isn't done yet. Um, we're going to touch on Ronaldo, Chelsea. City and a few other deals, Craig, as well. Um, it's a it's a really fascinating summer as we were expecting. Um so Frankie Dion, Craig, as it stands, uh let's fill everyone in. This deal is agreed between the clubs. We know from United's point of view, the player wants to go, he's spoken to Ten Hag a lot. Now, there's issues with um fees that are owed to Dion from uh, wages during COVID, et cetera, and agent fees. They, wages um, offered to, um, the, during lockdown that are owed to him, amounting to about 17 million plus agent fees. Now, what's coming out, Craig, at the moment is obviously De Jong doesn't want to leave. Um, we are being told that this might be a sort of play to make sure he doesn't upset Barcelona, et cetera. Um, and this just goes on what I was saying, Craig. There's so many intricacies and minutiae detail to get these deals done, isn't there? Like, like for instance, obviously the Catalan press point now, De Jong says he wants to stay. I, I and everyone in Manchester thinks that's a tactic. Do, do you see it like that? And it's an understandable one if it is, yeah? Um, I think you look at it two ways, Graham, right? Uh, one way you could look at it is the player genuinely wants to stay at Barcelona and doesn't want to join Manchester United. However, all indications are that that's not the case because, you know, we spoke off pod. Why on earth would Manchester United be pursuing this um, so vigorously if that was the case? They wouldn't. They'd just walk away and go and sign a different player. So it it, it does look to us and, and to everyone... Uh, in the game, as it were, that there is a little bit of a, a cat and mouse being played with with the player and with Barcelona. You've got to consider, Graham, um, that if he was to request a transfer and was to demand to leave Barcelona, then he would lose the signing on element of his contract. And on that kind of contract with Barcelona... We expect that's up to maybe a quarter, even a third of the total value of his deal, which is not an insignificant amount of money. Um, we spoke last week and we'll, we'll, we'll go through it again. Uh, you know, not only is De Jong owed money, Graham, but also um, his agents are owed money, which has been deferred. Now, it's in nobody's interest to walk away from a large pot of money, uh, particularly for, for the player. 
Um, there, there is an element of protection that comes from UEFA and from FIFA. But really, do, do, does a player want to take Barcelona to court? I would suggest probably no. Uh, they, 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 they don't, particularly at, at this stage. Um, so we're at a bit of an impasse where, like, like you rightly say, it would appear that the two clubs have agreed a financial package. So they're in a they're in agreement. Um, I don't think there'll be any issues with the the financial package on offer to the player. I think De Jong will get a pay rise to leave Barcelona uh, to join Manchester United, but there still remains the issue of the money that is owed in deferred salary and future signing on bonus from Barcelona. Uh, and we also don't know, Graham, how the agent structure, agent fee structure, uh, was created at Barcelona. Now, I have dealt with Barcelona historically, Graham, a long time ago, uh, and let me just say they are a complex club to deal with. Um, and, and one thing they try and insist on, Graham, as well, in in most of the transfers that that go out of the club, is they try very hard to insist on a buyback clause where they get matching rights in the future should any club make an offer for the player, that they have the right to be informed and have the ability to match that deal should they wish, should, should they wish even. So there, there are a, a myriad of complexities around this deal. Um, it, it, you know, if, if you look at it from the outside, I think first game of the season, De Jong will be lining up for, for Manchester United if they can get some of these, these issues resolved. But I don't think Manchester United will be putting their hand in the pocket to put any more finance into this deal to create resolutions. Yeah, it's a, fasc- it's a fascinating thing, isn't it, Craig? You know, um, a lot of people play computer games and stuff and think it's just a, a matter of a yes, no, maybe sort of thing. It's just not, it's just so complicated, isn't it, Craig? And this deal, for De Jong especially, Craig, given his wages, given the fee, because we know United actually um, earlier this week, they increased the guarantees, which apparently was to help Barcelona with stuff. Because in the background of this as well, Craig, we've got Barcelona in their financial situation. Yep. Uh, they have agreed to, uh, they agreed their first trench of money from um, Sixth Street, the American investment company, yep. to sell some of their media rights. They've agreed a second wave of that which has been agreed, which they haven't quite got it yet, but they have pulled the lever, as, as John Laporta um, likes to call it. And, and that money is coming, which has allowed them to agree terms with Dembele on a two-year deal, which yep. we understand Barca then promised him an uptake next summer. Um, some would argue more for him for believing that, but yeah, fair play. He loves playing for Zabi, which I think is actually probably the main thing with Dembele. He likes Zabi, he loves him, got the best football we've seen of his Barca career at the end of last year. So we can understand why he's done that. It's allowed them to do Rafinha. <laughs> they will use a big chunk of this to do the Lewandowski deal as well. Yeah, um, the Slim Vigils couldn't do so. So, you know, they're getting, they're getting all this money, but it's it's nearly already been spent anyway. Um, so that is in the background as well. This it's a, this De Jong thing, the whole thing with United, it's so complicated. There's so many different parts to it, isn't there? So many moving, many moving so many different part, moving parts here. Yeah. But the sole basis is De Jong sold this money. And the basic thing is, Craig, he's not leaving Barcelona until he gets it, basically, isn't it? I agree. And, and would you blame him? 
I, I, I certainly wouldn't because one, once he's gone, what are the guarantees that he's going to, to receive this money? I think he wants it paying Graham before he leaves the football club because if he's in England and it, we get to 12 months down the line and he's still owed this money and that 12 months becomes 24 months, it becomes more and more complex. Um, and, and we do know from, from history that uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid in their own cities do get treated differently by by the courts. Um, yes, there is protection from UEFA and FIFA uh, and and FIFA Pro, um, but it, I I wouldn't if I if I was advising him and I I wouldn't be uh, advising him to leave without having that money secured. And who can blame him? Uh, I, I I certainly don't. Yeah, exactly. It's a fascinating one. I still believe it. I still think this has happened. You know. Um, the overall thing, I know United fans will be worried, those United fans listening will be thinking, well, why, why, why is he saying he's staying in that? He has to stay at this. He's, he's, he's playing it by the rules, you know. It wouldn't surprise, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Barca, and, uh, and I've actually read this, that Barca were looking at, looking at ways to find him, probably get some money back. But he's playing this by the book, isn't he, Craig? Yeah, he's they doing, can't find him. He's, he's, he's done, yeah, he's done nothing, he's doing wrong. nothing wrong. He's, yeah, exactly. But So he can't come out and start saying, can he, oh, I want to leave, I want to go to Manchester United, I want to do this and that. He can't do that, can he, Craig? Because that gives them that no. opportunity. Yeah, listen. If if he if and again, Graham, we know historically that so many foreign players in Spain have been misquoted when they've given interviews. Um, so he's he's better saying absolutely nothing other than the straight back which he's given via his representation and, and legal people that he wants to stay at Barcelona and fight for his place. Interestingly, they're, they're going to leave him out of their pre-season uh, fixtures, aren't they? Which we, we've we now had confirmed, um, which again uh, creates a, a, a further issue, not his fault. Listen, it's clear they're, they're trying to force him out of the club, Graham, and they want to save money whilst doing that. They want to get the maximum amount of money in from Manchester United in terms of a transfer fee. They want to save on the money that they need to pay him uh, to leave. So they want to pay less than he's owed. That's what it appears to me anyway, uh, to get the deal out. It, it's interesting, Graham, because when Mbappe decided to stay at PSG, uh, La Liga came out uh, with, with all kinds of comments about Manchester City and PSG and the Premier League and the uh, Ligue 1 um, and... It's backfiring on them massively with with what's going on at Barcelona, and they need to get their their own house in order before starting criticising others. I, I read a tweet from a, I think it was an English journalist this week, Graham, that made me made me laugh, uh, but it was it was true. And what what it said was it said Bar- Barcelona are like your mate who's desperate for cash, uh, and asks you to borrow five hundred quid, and you loan him the five hundred quid, and he doesn't pay you back. But he's out and says he's got no money. But then he's out on social media every weekend, partying Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and that that did make me chuckle because I thought that that is that is Barcelona. And obviously, we've heard this as well. We've heard it with Leeds dealing with them and Bayern Munich in the aspect that they don't want to do long term deals with them. What what shape what shape are Barcelona going to be in 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 twelve months time? Um, if, if, if if Barcelona, listen, if, if Barcelona. And not protected by the Catalan government and and that and that region, they could go bankrupt. They could go out of business genuinely. But there will be, so there won't. They, that that won't happen. Um, but look, they, they, if you if you look at their finances, they're in absolute 
dire straits. And rather than looking to put that right, Graham, rather than looking at, you know, investing in youth and, and rebuilding and going back to, to their academy and to their roots and to their culture, they're looking at buying success. They look, the, the, the deal for Rafinha is, is a massive deal. Um, sad to see him leave the Premier League. I think he's an outstanding player. Uh, Lewandowski, is, is, is he going to be 35 this year, Graham? Um, and something the, around that. Yeah, yeah, he's either 34-35 this year, and they're offering ridiculous uh, amount of money in terms of not just the transfer fee, but in terms of the the salary, the contract level that he'll be he'll be going uh, into the club onto. And I don't think they'll be challenging for the Champions League in the next 12 months, 24 months. Um, you know, Gavi and Pedri is where they they should be investing their time, effort, mm. and money. You know, and Sufati. They've got, they've got a deal for Pedri, but I think the Gavi deal has been delayed by all this financial stuff as well. Yeah, um, and, and Graham, those are the ones that should be looking to secure and and rewarding because these these young kids, you know, Gavi at, at seventeen and Pedri at eighteen, playing for the national team. Um, these are these are future future world stars. I would suggest. 100%. Gary and Pedro, they are the, literally, not literally, but the new Xavi in the, in the Esther partnership have never had a better opportunity um, to replace them because they never really have, have they? But to get them to win, which again comes back to De Jong, isn't it? He, 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 is, a, he is a super talent, but it yeah. just hasn't quite, you know, this hasn't quite clicked for him there either. Um, it's, Grim, it's Grim, a, I, I, I've said for many times on, on this pod mm-hmm. and in general, right? Frankie de Jong is a is a really talented continuity footballer, right? Um, Barcelona seemingly is the perfect fit for him. And he's played a lot of football at Barca. He's played over 100 games for, for them. Um, in, in those 100 games, how many has he, has he been outstanding? I, I watch him and I think he's all right. I think he does his job. Um, you know, when he's playing with, with, with Pedri and Gavi in midfield... He's the odd one out. He, he's the other two are, are, are considerably better than he is, in my opinion. Um, and, and like I've said before, Graham, I, I do not think, I think he is a downgrade, a considerable downgrade on Paul Pogba. And, and people say, oh, well, he, he's, a, he's a better team player than Paul Pogba. Well, I, I've seen Paul Pogba play for France and be a wonderful team player. You know, it's all about the players that are around you sometimes in that position. Um, and if you put, if you put Frankie de Jong in that Manchester United midfield as it is now, is he surrounded by the players that will get the best out of him? I, I don't think he is. Uh, it'll be interesting what happens with, with Van der Beek, um, who he knows well, who he, who he bounces off with well. Um, and let's be honest, sometimes, Graham, Van der Beek in the Ajax team outshone him, um, in, in yeah. my opinion. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting times at um, at both clubs, at Barca and, and United. Um, I think this, this, this transfer... Ultimately, when it does happen, Graham, uh, in terms of the impact in the team, I think it'll be the most underwhelming big transfer of the summer. Um, talking of big transfer of the summer, one that um, Chelsea have sort of backed away from a little bit, Craig. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously, we know he he wants to leave United, are keen to keep him. Um, we are only in the middle of July. We know Todd Burley was very keen on doing Ronaldo, but in discussions with Thomas Tuchel. And and I think it's a little. Said it's definitely not going to go. I don't. I don't think you can ever talk definite in football. You know, Craig. I think in a month's time, if Chelsea haven't got another number nine, um, Ronaldo 
they were very much beyond the agenda. And obviously Lewandowski kicks in. Because we, we, we know, Craig, there's only three or four clubs who could sign Ronaldo. Chelsea apparently out there running, if you if we if if anyone if what people want to believe that. We do know Todd Burley was about to do a deal. Um Ronaldo, obviously, you thought he was going great. I, I still don't see, see him staying at United. Neither do uh, I. Beyond the end of August, do you? No, no. I, th- I think I think he'll leave in this window, Graham. Um, you know. United, United's current business, um, as it is, it's not going to be persuading him to to stay, is it? No, that's not. That... If if they'd have built a team around him, Graham, where. Ultimately, he's just there as the goal scorer. I think it, it could work. If, 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 for example, you put him into the Chelsea team right now to replace Lukaku as the goal scorer, I think that's a massive upgrade for Chelsea. Massive upgrade for Chelsea, um, particularly with, with Sterling uh, supplying you from, from one side. And then, you know, they've got various options to supply from that, that right-hand side. Um, I generally think he'd be a really good signing for for Chelsea and and would put the end to their their kind of number nine hoodoo, you know, plays that goal there and don't score goals. There's been too many over the years. Yeah, it's a strange one. So we, and in terms of United business, they are getting done. Um, have a lot of these. I feel I feel like I could, I could write biographies about some of these players, Craig. I think I've written so much about them. Um, in the last few weeks, Lissandro Martinez being one of them. Um, that deal is is done now. Fifty five million euros, Craig, that Ajax have managed to get get wow. out of United. Um, for Lissandro Martinez, who played centre half, um, five foot eight for five foot nine, probably same height as me and you, Craig. Um, for much of for all last season, he played centre half. Yeah. Um, now we we don't and and Arsenal women for this lad as well. They were looking at him to play midfield. We believe at Arsenal and cover the left hand side of defence, and and on the left, Martinez. We 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 still don't know where where he's going to play. Ten Hag has said that he's looking to improve his offence and midfield. He hasn't mentioned the defence. So do we think Martinez will end up playing in a holding role? I'd be, I'd be very, very, very surprised. And the, the reason I would be, so what, why would you go and pay that amount of money for a player that just spent all season playing centre-half and put them in midfield? You know, football yeah, football's a very simple game. You know, it, it's... it's and for square, that money, square, you could, you could, there's not many there's not many midfielders who United could go for who they wouldn't get for that money in the Premier League. Okay, Ruben Neves, Ruben Neves. Yeah, um, it's 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 but but we can't we can't condemn it just yet because we don't know. But it does no. look to point. Can you play a five foot eight centre half in the Premier League, Craig? Graham, potentially you can, right? But everyone but, says Mascherano, but this guy is not having a Mascherano. No, Mascherano didn't play centre half in the Premier League. Oh, did yeah, he? I, yeah, fair, but I mean, yeah. everyone's saying, "Oh, Mascherano did it for Pep's Barca side." This Pep, <laughs> Pep's Barca side is very different to this Man United side, isn't it? Pep, Pep's Barca side just dominated possession. So, to be fair, you, you or I could have had a couple of games at exactly. centre half in that in 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 that team. Um, I, I just just to go back to what I was saying there, Graham. It, it, it would be very odd, right, to sign a player to be playing centre-half all season and then put him into a central midfield position. Football's a very simple game. Put, put square pegs in square holes and round pegs in round holes. When, when, when coaches sign players and play them in different positions that they've, they've not played before or they have kind of some eureka moment, I, I, I just look at it and, and think, what, why, why are you doing that? You know, if a player is a certain position, 
play them in their best position. Um, I understand the, the 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 team comes first, but then recruit players. This is where we go on about recruitment all the time. If you have a philosophy, recruit players to that to fit that philosophy. If you have a set of tactics that you, you that, that are going to be quite rigid that you're going to stick to, then recruit players to play in, in, in within those tactics. Don't sign someone that doesn't play in that position and play them. So all indications are to me that he's going to play centre half. Now to do that, I think I think United have to play with a back three. Uh, and if they had Varane, Maguire, and Martinez as a as a back three, um, you know you'd, you'd, you'd probably have what would you do there? You'd play Maguire through the middle, uh, or Varane through the middle, Maguire to the right, Martinez to the left. Um, you play Martinez in the middle, or wouldn't you? As a man to bring the ball out, maybe. No, you play. You know, you'd play Martinez to the left, hundred percent. You play Martinez to the left of the three. Yeah, Maguire would be Maguire would be the one that to be brings fair, the ball all, out. All three, to be fair, well, that's Verandas, but to be fair, all three would are capable to bring the ball. Yeah, out. Yeah, but you, you you wouldn't play the five for eight one, Graham, in in the in the middle, right? You'd, you'd, you'd be oh, on. That's what Mastrano did, didn't he? he Played in the middle of the but it's a very different thing. He played, he played in the middle of a, Graham. He played in the middle of a two. He might be a libero. He might be the sweeper, but we'll have to see. But anyway, fifty-five million euros for him, Craig. Um, a lot of money, but it's getting that one's getting done. Christian Eriksen is almost done now, Craig. I think obviously he's had extended medicals which um again that'll be even down to the insurance companies wanted they'll they'll be insisting on some major medicals for christian erickson i'm a, I'm a huge christian erickson fan right a huge you know that i think he's a wonderfully talented player a supremely gifted football player um I just don't see how he gets the game time that he would want at manchester united uh essentially he, he will be playing where Bruno Fernandes wants to play. Uh, Bruno Bruno's taken the number. Has he taken the number ten shirt, Graham? Or is he taking the number eight? He's taken a new shirt. I, eight, I, I think. It was it Matt's yeah. old shirt or something like that? Yeah. Um, so he he'll want to play that that kind of attacking midfield role. If you put Christian Eriksen in there, um, and, and we talked about this as well, Graham, in the in the formation, if they do switch to a three at the back, then where does where does Ericsson fit in uh, and where does Bruno Fernandes fit in? Because ultimately you want two players in the middle that uh, are almost two eights um, that can, that can play um, not, not necessarily a sitting role, but a role where they can get up and down the pitch, which would suit De Jong. He, he would be the deeper of, of two, but you, you couldn't play De Jong and Bruno. I wouldn't think you'd need someone else in there. Um, but then you've got the, the wide players. Well, what happens to the to the wide players? You kind of, if you're playing three at the back at United, then all, you've almost got to play three four three to get your wide players, your Sancho's and your and your Rashford's into into the team, into the into the starting eleven. Anyway, um, I, it's really fascinating what they do, Graham. I, I'm because I'm. I don't know. I, until we get into the those early games of the season, I've got no idea what they're going to do. Back to the Christian Eriksen one, I just can't see it working there to the to the level that it did at Brentford or did at Spurs. Simply because he there's there's is is he better than Bruno Fernandes? I'm not sure that he is. I don't think that um, I don't think there's there's much difference. If I'm being very honest, um, but Bruno scores and contributes more goals than. Than Ericsson. So he you'd think that he would start ahead of him and Ericsson would be his backup. And you can't have too many good players, Graham. That that's that's true. Um, but it'll be interesting how, how that one works out. Look, and it, it's just been great to see him back on the football pitch, hasn't it? Particularly at uh, at Brentford, where you know he did his job, helped keep them up 
second second half of the season and fair play to to Lee Dykes and the recruitment team down at Brentford for enticing him into the club. Um, he was fantastic and played a huge part in in Brentford pushing on uh, again this season. Brentford who have completed the deals that Aaron Hickey and Keane Lewis Potter and Thomas Kokosa, the goalkeeper from Lazio. So very good work being done. Yeah, great. I, I, you know, when we did our previews last year, I said that Keane Lewis Potter was the one to watch in the championship, and I, I wasn't. I wasn't wrong with that. He's such a good player, and I really hope that you know. I tweeted last year that he could have the same trajectory as Jared Boyne. Um, and it, you know, he's some, a bit younger, some, so he's, he can, he's got more time on his side as well, hasn't he? No, he's, he's, he's a lot. He's, 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 he's what he's twenty twenty one. Yeah, he's a lot younger. He, yeah. he, you know, he's, 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 he's got a lot to learn. He's got a lot to learn, but I think he's at the right club. Um, but he, that was the reason that Bowen had such an impact as well. Craig, everyone forgets this. He was a man when he's going down there, and that, that can yeah. have a big impact. Of course, it, of course it can. Of course it can. He, you know, Keane Lewis Potter is still a boy, uh, and he's yeah. one. He is genuinely one for the future. And if he can impact the Premier League next season off the bench or starting some games, it'll be great to watch. I, I'm a huge fan. I don't think it'll happen overnight for him, but in the long term, I think it definitely will. Um, talking of deals to be done, what well, onto onto Chelsea Craig uh, Raheem Sterling wrapped up this week, which we yep. uh, spoke about last week. Excellent. Um, an interesting one. Um, is Nathan Aki that deal has fallen through, Craig? Um. The fee had been agreed, um, forty-five million, we believe. But there is, again, f- from from your background, Craig, um, there's more to a transfer than agreeing an overall fee, isn't there? In terms of payments up front and how much cash and when and staggered payments, agreeing a fee is only halfway there, isn't it? Really, everyone thinks a fee, a fee agreed deals are done, but when you get to a deal which is obviously when you're talking single figures like eight, five, 10 million easier. But when you're talking 45, it it, it can be quite complicated, can't it? Yeah, it can. I, I think, you know, we, we've, we've, we've touched on what a lot of the, the smaller clubs um, in the Premier League and, and, and the big clubs in the championship too, is they they get into bed with finance houses and accelerate transfer fees. Right. Um, the likes of of City and and Chelsea and Liverpool, Arsenal, they, they they don't do this. They don't they 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 try to manage their cash flow appropriately. Um, but there's there's also issues um, with financial fair play. So it it's bizarre the way accounting works, Graham. Right. So I, I've only discovered this in the past couple of years. So when you buy a player, so let's say you, you're buying a player. For let's let's keep these numbers really simple, Graham. For forty million pounds, right, um, and you're paying uh, ten million pounds a year on your accounts. It shows that ten million pounds leaving each year. Okay, so obviously it helps with financial fair play. However, when you sell a player, so you're selling you're selling a player for forty million, yeah, yeah, and you're going to get ten million a year on that deal. So it's the same, exactly the same transaction in reverse, yeah? But from an accounting perspective, the day the deal goes through, you account for the full 40 million in your accounts, even though you've not necessarily had that money in and you've only had 10 million in and the other 30 is coming in the next three years. So it does distort the the financial fair play numbers because that, that's based on your accounts, not actual um cash in your bank it, it's so odd it is so odd so that's a that's an issue that comes into into play also um look I, i'm i'm 
Nathan Ake out 45 million, Nathan Ake out 50 million going to City. There was only ever going to be City in world football that would have done that deal uh, out of of Bournemouth. Um, At 45, I think it's incredibly rich for him, in my opinion. Um, And it appears City City weren't, this was a regime, they weren't pushing Ake out. Chelsea came out for him. And then obviously City said, if you want to talk to him, if you want to go, you can go. But obviously, what's coming out of City from what we're hearing today is City are happy for him to stay, which is, and that's a good way to run the club, isn't it? You know, if, if someone doesn't want to be at the club, you can go. Obviously, it's slightly dangerous. Obviously, Nathan Aki wanting to leave is different to say a Bernardo Silva. If he knocks on your door, you may be a bit not as flexible, Craig. I yeah, think, I think. I, 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 th- I think for those squad players, Grim City treat them right. I mean, we've got the same situation yeah. with with Zinchenko now, haven't we? And we had we had with Hazel and Sterling. They offered them a deal, but they didn't want to sign. So away you go. Yeah, um, I, I, I think I think I think it's like, I think cheeky the Bergestein, the, the 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 sporting director. Is such a shrewd and smart operator. Ironically, who came from Barcelona? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, Graham, Graham, what, 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 what Barcelona would do to have those two operators back at oh, the club? Oh wow! And, 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 and why, why, why aren't they doing everything to do that though, Craig? You know, if they could make any two signings, forget Lewandowski, go and get them two back. They could, they, they, Barcelona within twelve months would be in such a different place. Yeah, great. I, th- I think both gentlemen go. Incredibly, incredibly under the radar at mm. at City. I think they're understated. I think so much of the success uh, at at Manchester City and, and City Group comes down to those two guys. And don't forget, you got Brian Marwood in the background at at City as well, running the the the, the, the group of clubs that is is in is in their um, their portfolio. Um, incredibly shrewd guys. Well, the, the, the two Spanish guys are, are, are sensational. They're, they are the best at what they do uh, in in world football. There, there aren't two better operators. You know, in terms of the the players we just mentioned there, you, you're spot on. The two players running down the contracts, one year left, sign or go. Um, they, they didn't want to play that, that, that cat and mouse and risk it, not playing particularly in a, in a World Cup year. So that worked in City's favour where Sterling and Jesus both needed to to play uh, in order to get on the aeroplane to to the World Cup in Qatar. So they've both gone. But then players like uh, Zinchenko, Ake, they, these, these these squad players on the on the periphery, they 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 will be allowed to to move on. The the one interesting one, Graham, for me at City is John Stones. Now right. John Stones didn't play enough football for me last season. I think. Is, is, is John Stones England's first choice centre half? I would suggest that he is right. That when when the when the team sheets going together, it's 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 Stones um, and it's Maguire. They're 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 and then depending on if they play three, then we'll say it's Walker, right? But Graham John Stones only started twelve Premier League games last year, mm-hmm. twelve, right? So the the the, the central defensive pair in there is. Is Diaz and Laporte? They, they are the first, the first two names on the, on the team sheet. Um, City player with a back four. Where does that leave John Stones? Playing in cups, um, playing in certain games when the other two aren't available. I just think in, in a World Cup year, does it does it have an issue for John Stones where he may look at things, Graham? The season starts, the transfer window's open. He don't play in those first three, four games. Could he move? Um, poss- possibly, yeah. You know, obviously, Southgate's a very, very loyal man. He, he, the nation. I thought it was 
interesting in the Nations League campaign. I think it told us a lot. I think it just emphasised how loyal he is. Yeah, you know, we saw there's a lot of players not really given the chances. Um, I think tomorrow, Matt Gay at Palace is obviously one to compete in. Tomori, who does get overlooked quite a lot, I think, quite unfortunately for him. But yeah, I I don't think Stones. I, th- I think as as we said, Craig. I think if Stones demand to said to Pep, I want to leave. I think they would let him leave. Yeah, I think it's down to the player. Same with Ake. What has to leave? Oh, not has to leave. Someone came in for Ake. Sorry, he didn't ask to leave, did he? Someone came in for him and they said, you can speak to Chelsea. He did. Um, He was quite keen on the move, obviously. Um, It didn't happen. He's staying. And I think it's the same with Stones. If someone came in for Stones, I think they would allow him to talk. Obviously, they have options lined up. Um, Judge Remarkable. Judge Remarkable. We've just been talking about... City there and how shrewd uh, Soriano and 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 cheeky are. Um, I'm just looking at the the average age of this this City team. Um, you know, in 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 the back. <clears throat> so um, Edison at 28 is the goalkeeper. Fantastic age. He can play for another. I know eight ten years. Um, certainly at at the at the level he's he's been phenomenal in defence. Kyle Walker at 32 is their only defender over over 30. Um, Cancelo, uh, Laporte uh, at 28. Diaz is 25. Stones, 28 also. In midfield, Graham, um, Gundogan and and Mares, um, both over, over 30, both 31. Everyone else is 27 and under, which is... Bernardo Silva at 27 um, then you've got obviously the the ones that we expect to impact Rodri Calvin Phillips um, 26 along with Jack Grealish 26 and then the forwards Graham for the oldest forward at the club now is Julian Alvarez at 22 well, uh, but you got Ray, I guess, and um, that's a good point. And I said you got Ray Maras there, Craig. And it's actually, it makes keeping Ray Maras for me all the more important. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I thought, I thought, listen, Graham, I totally agree. I totally, totally agree. Well, you, 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 you could feasibly see Man City uh, start and, and play the majority of their games with only one player over 30 in their starting 11 all season. Yeah, it's 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 an inter- it's a fascinating it's a fascinating thing, and obviously we touched on Zinchenko, Craig. It's another situation where, um, and and I did report this in June, and we spoke about this where Zinchenko is happy at City, he loves it, of course. If he gets a chance to play in midfield somewhere else, he likes to explore that, and that is now emerging that Arsenal, um, we've even seen Chelsea, Newcastle, Wolves, a few others who are possibly going to offer him that opportunity, um, to play in midfield. Yeah. Um, so that is one to keep an eye on Sinchenko. I mean, I could see him at Arsenal in midfield, though under Arteta Craig. I think I could. Me too. Agree. I, 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 I've said for he a long time because he's got. He is a very good midfielder, but he had that bit of steel <clears throat> as well in there. He, he wants to play midfield. He, yeah. That's where he. That's where he wants to play. And you watch him play midfield for the Ukraine. He's their best player. And he does in, have. He has that. He has that bit of steel to him. Yeah. He, he, he has to play <clears throat> fullback. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Arsenal are really lacking that for me. 
Graham, I, I think his best position is central midfield, right? He, he's, he can cover the left side of midfield. He can cover at left back. I think his best position is central midfield. He's got a fantastic engine. He can get box to box. He can tackle. He's got that that steel in him, like you say. Um, I think he's got everything to add quality to, to any midfield in the Premier League outside of probably Manchester City. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be interesting one thirty million. Obviously, City looking at Cucciarella, um as well as, as a few of his David Brown, Paul Torres. So they, have, they do have left side options there. So he's one to keep an eye on. Um, Chelsea, again, the, moved on from Ake. They are, they are already in talks for the president, Kimpembe from PSG, Craig. Played with two Kelnors, well, left sided. Um, PSG are bringing Milan Skriniar from Inter anyway. So I think Kimpembe would be a very good signing for City. I like him. I think he's a bit, yeah. he's, be, he's better than Ake, and I think he's an improvement. That will impact on Levi Colwell, a player who we love, Craig. But yeah. as it turns out, he has let Chelsea know. I think he doesn't see himself in the short term at Chelsea. Whether and and there's a lot of teams who want him, Craig. We're here in Leicester, Southampton, amongst the the, uh, the competition, Fulham. He 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 knows he can go and get first team football in the Premier League elsewhere. So I think. Um, he will be going whether it's a loan or permanent Craig though with buybacks now it doesn't it's the same thing isn't it really um, yeah. but clearly I think it was the Aki interest as well that probably told Colwell he wasn't particularly in Tuchel's plans because we know they're trying to get Aki so if they're trying to get Nathan Aki ahead of me I, you can't blame Colwell for maybe thinking that uh, Grim, I, I, I think Colwell's going to be a far superior player to Nathan Aki and, and, and look I think I look at Ake and I think he, well, I watch him play for Holland with Van Dijk and he looks very good. And sometimes I think is that because he's with Van Dijk? Um, he, he is good on the ball. I, Graham, I, he's a Premier League player and he's an international player. I, I shouldn't be overly critical. I just don't think he's a great defender. Um, and that that might sound um, a, a little bit easy to say. He's playing for Manchester City, one of the biggest clubs in world football, and obviously Pep Guardiola knows a lot more than me he's, he's forgotten more than I'll know um, Louis van Gaal the same um, all of these people that rate him know far more than I do um, and I'm just giving my opinion and I think Levi Colwell listen there's, there's two Graham I've said, to, I've said to you for over over probably two years now uh, 18 months they, there are two left-sided central defenders playing for two elite clubs in England Callum Doyle at Manchester City who was on loan at Sunderland this year, just signed for Coventry on loan. Uh, Levi Colwell, who we know that Chelsea had, a, had that loan spell, wonderful loan spell at Huddersfield. Both left-sided central defenders. Um, both, I think, and I believe, will play for England uh, at some point. They're the full national team. Um, I think both have got everything that you need uh, to be a, a, a top international player. Uh, and both are young. There's, there's, they've both got so much. I think there's... There's 12, 18 months between them. Um, but Doyle played a, a full season in League One with Sunderland at the age of 17 last year. And Colwell was... Was he the best central defender in the Championship at 18, Graham? I think he probably was. <laughs> he was in top... Yeah, top three or four for sure, definitely. Yeah, I think he was. And, and, be, and being that left-sided... They have these, like, these left-sided defenders. Um, some were actually, But some of them have that real... Um, they look like... Um, so so comfortable on the ball don't they they, they look a bit yeah, if you, more, if you, a bit, so more, if, bit more elegant the two. If, you, if, you, if you look at Doyle uh, and, and Colwell and compare the two right right here right now then Colwell is a lot more mature than than, than Doyle he's a lot more physically developed in terms of his, 
not in terms of his, his, his size and stature, the, the comparable, but in terms of how he can physically dominate um, uh, strikers in, 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 in English football. Um, and I think Doyle's a better passer. His, his passing range is better, the way he can step forward with the ball. But both do look so good on the ball when they when they wrap that, that the ball into, into feet with, with the left foot stepping out of defence. I don't know what it is, Gray. I think just left footers look like they strike the ball better. Mm. Uh, I think it's probably a trick that we get played because we're right footers. Uh, and we we're maybe a little bit bemused and uh, put into a sense of wonderment by how a, a left-footed player strikes the ball. We'll see how that does. Obviously, Southampton would like Colwell. He's, he is from Southampton, Craig, but Leicester like him a lot. But um, Jan Bednarik might go Southampton at Leicester, which may free up a bit of space for Colwell um, to go Southampton. I, I, I hope Chelsea loan him out and there's room for him to come back. I really do. Um, I think he's got a huge, as we well, we both think he's got a huge future. Uh, um, at the top in the top flight. Um, in terms of Chelsea, Craig, obviously the Sterling deal is done. They're looking at other other options. One one player it's merging, Craig, that they have an interest in is Anthony, um, yeah. which is it, which isn't a surprise. Nope. Um, you know he he's a right sided player. We know Chelsea need one. We know Chelsea Anthony's agent spoke to um, Anthony in June. Um, I did report on that. So, yeah, if you're looking at right side options, Anthony's up there, and we know he's available. Yeah, it's a pr- the price tag is pretty huge given Ajax's stance and don't need to sell him. But um, yeah, so it's not a surprise to see Chelsea linked after Anthony, is it? Graham, if Chelsea get Anthony and Ronaldo, right, it makes them title contenders. Wow. Genuine, genu- genuinely does. If you have imagine, Sterling, imagine you have, how angry, yeah, imagine how angry United would be. If you have Sterling on one side, Anthony on the other, Ronaldo through the middle, that that could be sensational. Um, you know, I, I I've said for a long time, and had um, I I had coffee uh, midweek with a, a a couple of um a couple of real good footballing people, um, ex professional football players that played at the elite level uh, who'd not seen Anthony. And they asked me to describe him because um, one does some, some work for Manchester United. Um, and I said, look, he, he is a throwback Brazilian. You know, so many of the Brazilians over the past decade um, have, have, have been like European players, very functional, very hardworking, um, but not like the, the Brazilians that we, we grew up watching, Graham, yeah? I said, Anthony is. Anthony's got a little bit of Ronaldinho on him. The way he, he drops the shoulder, he, he goes past people. He, he's got a real air of arrogance about him in, in how he travels with the ball. He just he just fronts defenders up and goes, I'm better than you. I'm going to take you on and, and see you later. And he does it time and time and time again. Um, it, I think he could be the future Brazilian number 10. I've said that on pod before. Um, he's probably my favourite Brazilian to watch right now, um, Graham. And look, he's got that 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 Mares in him where he can just cut inside of that right hand side and bend the ball into into the top corner, which Mares and Salah are probably the best at doing it in in our league right now in English football. It, it does he, seem a good fit for Chelsea. Okay? But, it would be a but, great but, fit for but, Chelsea. But, uh, but we did wonder about it now. But Ten Hag did come out this week and say he did confirm that he wanted that right hand side attacker. So the interesting answer from my United is has been explained by Ten Hag this week. Interestingly. Not in Anthony per se, but in a right hand side attacker, and we know they do what Anthony. Yeah, and I, th- I think listen, I think he would be the the the, the best that they could get. I, I I genuinely do. I think he'd be for, listen, for, for whoever signs him. If if it's if it's Chelsea, if it's Manchester United, if it's Bayern Munich, 
if it's Barcelona, I don't think Barcelona will. It's Real Madrid. It's one of these clubs. Whichever club he goes to next, Greg. Barcelona have signed Dembele and Rafinha, of course. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see Anthony next week, Craig. We can't with that team and club. You cannot rule anything out. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. I just think Graham, wherever he goes, he'll be sensational, and and I'm really looking forward to seeing his his next step. I I think he's got the potential, right? And I, I'm 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 not saying this lightly. I think he's got the potential to get to the level of Mbappe and Haaland as being the next level of world superstar. It, it feels he's got, he does have a higher, for me, the way I explain, I think he's got a higher ceiling than a Rafinha. I love, I like Rafinha yeah. a lot, <clears throat> but I think yeah. there's a ceiling to him, whereas yeah. I think with Anthony, it's slightly higher. So we'll see how that goes. In terms of other deals, Craig, Jed Spence finally will be completing his move to Tottenham um, yeah. today, today, Friday, as we speak. It's believed he'll have his medical. Um, you know, I think I think Tottenham have, have been standing firm on their evaluation of player. Middlesbrough did as well, but with the likes of Fulham and, and Forrest doing their deals at right back, there wasn't many other options left. I think Middlesbrough backed themselves into a corner a little bit, Craig, in terms of um, where, where, where else could Spence go because we knew he wasn't going back. But I think, you know, I think both teams are happy with this deal, Craig. And, and good luck to Jed, Jed in, in the Premier League. I think um, I'm not sure he's ready to start for Tottenham. I, yet, I am, Grim. We'll have to see. Graham, I, I, I am, and I'll t- I, I tell you the reason why, right? Okay, so I think if Jed Spence had a sign for a Nottingham Forest or or a Bournemouth or a Southampton uh, for 15, 16, 17 million, I think there'd have been huge eyebrows raised, and I think he'd really struggle because he's not a great defender, as we both know. Even Forrest, I, if Forrest had done it? I, I think he'd have really struggled that Forrest, Graham. I think he'd have really struggled that Forrest in the Premier League because... You know, <clears throat> let, 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 let's call it how it is. Forrester are not going to be challenging the top half of the table. They're going to be looking to secure themselves. Uh, and they've made some great signings, Grim. They've, they've, they've given themselves yeah. every chance. They've, they've really bolstered that back line substantially, haven't they? Yeah, it's not yeah. just the two full-backs, but no, and Nick but, and no, uh, but Grim, the French but what, guy as well. But, but what I'm saying is they, they, they will know they're going to be in for a season of struggle at the bottom of the Premier League. And if they stay up, that will be a massive, massive achievement for mm, them. Yep. I'd like to see them stay up, right? I would re- genuinely like to see Nottingham Forest in the Premier League next year. Uh, is it going to happen? Let's wait and see. It's going to be tough for them. But they've, they've given themselves every opportunity. However, what my point is, if Jed Spence had gone there, I think he'd have been, had a real season of struggle. I think he'd have been fronted up defensively. He got caught out time and time again. However, he's got to Tottenham Hotspur, who will be challenging the, the the top four, right? That's that's what they will be doing this season. They will be playing Champions League football. They will be playing on the front foot. They'll have Perisic on one side, Spence on the other. That's how we think they're going to go, right? I think he could really excel. I think genuinely as an attacking wingback, I think he could really be a star player uh, for, for, for Tottenham. I think he could surprise many people with a level that he can get to. Um, and, and good luck to him. It's, it's a great move for... For our Middlesbrough, they're going to get uh, a fantastic transfer fee and they're going to reinvest that. So uh, fair play to the recruitment team that brought Jed in uh, from Fulham. Uh, fair play to the, the sporting director that left him out on loan the second half of the season, which uh, raised some eyebrows. Kieran Scott had a strategy there, which to maximise the potential in the transfer market, which they've now seemingly going to achieve. So good luck, Jed. Um, I hope that you do well. I believe that you will do very well at Spurs. 
Yeah, it's good luck. And obviously, we're keeping the better one anyway. And Isaiah Jones, who um, thankfully Graham, will be Graham, staying at Millsman. Graham, these are very different players. Uh, they, they, I, I they think, are, but I like Isaiah Jones. I just, Graham, I, I, Graham, and he's got a higher ceiling, as we just said. Graham, I like Isaiah Jones, but I don't think he has got a higher ceiling. I think I think Jed Spence is all round players better than Isaiah Jones. Uh, I think Isaiah Jones. Um, I, I see Isaiah a few in the few. I think I see him a bit like um, the the same um, trajectory as a Gareth Bale. Started off as a wing back, but I think he'll push forward as he gets older. But we'll see. We'll Maybe see. Started, didn't Isaiah Jones started as a as a winger was converted yeah. to a converted in to a wing back by football, yeah. yeah converted to a wing back by Neil Warnock, who let's not forget played about left wing back and he, he did really well there. Um, Chris Wilder came into Middlesbrough, transfer, you know, transformed him into a right wing back. I'm a huge fan of Isaiah Jones. I think he's a very good player. I just believe that Jed Spence is the better player. And I think if we take off our Middlesbrough glasses, um, I think people will agree Jed Spence is had a better I season. Just, I, a better said, I, I don't think he had a better season. But um, as you say, I think yeah. they're, uh, they are different players. They offer very different things, don't they? And um, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see going forward. Obviously, um, let's hope. Um, and and by the way, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing Isaiah Jones down there. I think he, he will be one of the, 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 the better players in the championship this coming season. I think he'll be the best right wing back in the championship this season. But I think Jed Spence was the best right wing back last season. Um, I said we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. But in terms of Middlesbrough, Craig, they are bringing in, they have got a deal, the deal finally done for Zach Stefan. A deal agreed at the end of last month. Um, their new number one will be the American number one. Um, who's coming in from Man City, so that's good. Um, obviously, with a lot of these championship clubs, Greg, and we'll touch on this in the next couple of weeks. We, on the 28th, we'll do our um, overall championship preview and we'll deliver our previews um, as we do throughout the season for every game for the Football League because it kicks off that weekend in July, strange enough. Um, and we'll cover these. There's a, there's, a, there's a good six weeks left in this window, Craig, and a lot of these championship teams, Middlesbrough being one, are still waiting for some of these loan players to become available, aren't they? So I think it's going to be, a, yeah. um, I think, the, t- the team we see, some of these teams we see at the start of July will might be very different to the teams we see at the start of September. Graham, we, sp- we spoke off pod about this and it's um, it's distorting the league, right? I, I, and we'll talk about this on the, on the pod in the coming weeks, Graham, but, but I think the whole process needs to change. Uh, and and this, this is what I believe should happen, right? I think the, the leagues around Europe should get the heads together and say, look, we need to have a universal start date where we all start on exactly the same day. Top flight, second tier, third tier, whatever tier it is, every game kicks off on the same weekend, right? On the same day. And I believe on that day, the transfer window should be firmly shut, right? So that the league is then not distorted. So everyone knows where they are. And the reason for this is we we, we said, you know, let's say Huddersfield Town, Graham, give you an example. Start the season incredibly well and are in the in the top three, right? And Norwich City, who are my favourites and who, who I, I think will 100% get promoted, and I think they'll win the league, right? They may not win the league, they may finish second, but I, I, I believe they'll win the league and they'll 100% get promoted. Let's say they've started the season probably there in 10th, Right, um, they then can go and sign Sober Thomas for 10, 12, 14 million quid from Huddersfield, who started the season like a like a train, uh, and that train is then derailed. That 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 distorts Huddersfield Town's the rest of their season, the rest of their campaign, because they've just had their best player snatched from underneath them because he's had a, a wonderful start to the season as they have, and a, and a, a team with 
with better financial resources is able to come and cherry pick their star player. And that's where I believe it's wrong. I, I genuinely do think it distorts the balance of the competition. Uh, it can unsettle a lot of players. It can unsettle managers. It can get managers sacked. Um, I just think, you know, the, there can be some change. It's a really simple. It's not radical. It's really simple. Just have a universal start date for all leagues and the transfer window closes on that date. It's so simple. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not for I think they've tried that before in the Premier League were caught out previously. No, but they didn't, Graham. No, they got it wrong, Graham. Sorry, mate. They didn't do that. The Premier League closed the transfer window and English English clubs closed the transfer window. Nobody else did. That's yeah, why I said, it's going to be... English clubs got it wrong. Yeah, it, yeah but it, it's got to because be universal. They, they, they thought they assumed incorrectly that the rest of Europe would follow no, them. And, and that's what I'm saying, Graham. It, it's got to be universally agreed yeah. with all of the elite leagues in Europe. This is what we're doing, right? This is going to be the... And, and your way if I can get involved and, and flex some muscle. This is what's going to happen. And from this day, the transfer window's closed. I think it so works I, for I'm a, I'm a slightly different opinion, Craig. I think the Premier League should try and dominate the window. And for me, if I was the Premier League, I would continue the window to the end of October, um, allowing Premier League clubs to go out and, um, why? and sign I, and bolster what, what? To, just to make the Premier League stronger. For me, I don't why, why should why should we shut uh, the window then? Why, why should the window shut? I believe the window should shut, right? Because I've just said to you, because it distorts the balance of the competition, right? And people, let, let's let, Graham, go back to, to why people watch sport. They watch sport because of the uncertainty of outcome, right? So that people go and watch any game, any game where they're paying to go and watch a sport because they believe that their team can win. That, that, is, that, is, that is why any team, go, any fan goes to watch sport, whether it's in the conference, in the Premier League, in the Champions League. What we don't want is any one particular league or any set of elite clubs stockpiling the best players in the world so there's no competition because it just becomes boring and predictable. But and who wants that? that? Without, they can do that without a window. No, Graham, what I'm saying to you is it's distorted. So let's look at the Premier League, right? Let's say someone, someone outside of that, uh, let's say Everton, let's say Everton, start the season incredibly well and are flying and, and have got the potential to, to break that top four. And then two top four clubs come and sign Everton's two best players that start the season well. They haven't got the opportunity to do that if the window's closed, Graham. They can do yeah, it before the window's, window's closed. Yeah, but if the window's open, they can. No, but, yeah, yeah, but, no but Graham, you're missing the point. The season wouldn't have started. Mm. We're saying the season started and we're five games in and then someone can come and take mm. two of your best players. And in my opinion... That's wrong. It's obviously, as we know, it's slightly different this year, isn't it, Craig? Normally, the Premier League yes. and you and you, yeah. we're normally only two games into a season yeah. before we see this. This year, we're going to be was it six games in, maybe, Craig? At some five, five I think games. it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think they are getting a little bit of leeway because the World Cup, etc. In, in the in the Championship, isn't it? Six games in, so yeah. we are going. It's going to be a fascinating window because. We're going to see some players, aren't we, Craig, who who thought they were first-team regulars who are not going to be involved. And they're the ones at the end of August who are going to be demanding a move, which um, it's going to be fascinating anyway. But when Because of the World Cup, there's a lot of things that are out so, of kilter, yeah, out great, of kilter well, this summer. Yeah. So, so well, it's five, five games in the Premier League, as we discussed last week. Uh, just need to double-check my numbers. Five games in the, in the Premier League, seven games in the Football League. 
yeah, it's going to make for fascinating, busy times. It really is, Craig. Um, and obviously, we are only um, two weeks away now from the start of the championship season, Craig, frighteningly so. Yeah. Um, and for three weeks away from the start of the Premier League. So I said on the 28th, we'll be delivering our football league preview and covering the first games. And then the week after, um, we'll be getting on to the Premier League when we can do that. Um, but next two weeks, again, it's going to be transfer-dominated. Uh, Frankie yep. de Jong I think um, we spoke about him a lot today Craig it's fascinating to get your insight um, from the agent point of view and I think it helps explain to the United fans you know like let's don't get I was trying to go over to United fans Craig. don't don't get too too embroiled with the Catalonian press and stuff even with the Manchester press it's it, some of these deals are, I know fans get so frustrated with any deals and we know it from any club down from you know down, down to South Shields to Newcastle to everywhere people get annoyed when deals don't happen quickly and it's just it's just in that detail for De Jong is it? it's under yeah. the microscope it's the biggest deal in terms of in terms of fee and wages that is the biggest deal that's going to happen anywhere in the world this summer isn't it I think it's one of the biggest ones in the Premier League isn't it in terms of the, the overall the overall package, we forget, he's, he's, he's already on over 300 grand a week isn't he so he comes yeah. in even if he gets the same wages he's one he's, I think he's, he's only been out behind Ronaldo and De Gea isn't he United for instance he's, he's, he's reportedly on an overall fantastic package at mm. at, um, at at Bars we don't know the exact details no. but the, 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 the reported package is that he's one of their highest I imagine, I imagine one Laporta might confirm might confirm it pretty soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, 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 probably yeah, 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 I, I can see him at the news conference waving it where, I can just see it now in my head He's still in his goes and waving De Jong's contract, saying, "Look, he's going. He's not getting this. He's not. I, you know, I, you can't rule anything out with Mister Laporta." No, great. Listen, you, you, you're right. I think we, we're going to see, we're going to see the, the the headlines. I believe in the next few weeks, dominated by by Manchester United. Green, if I can finish the pod, I just, I just want to comment on a something I read this week, and it did it did make me it did make me chuckle, and it was about. Um, I think this is down to you guys in the press, right? Um, how, how sometimes you report things. So I was reading about uh, Ten Hag at United um, and also um, our friends um, at Tottenham uh, in terms of how they were preparing for, for pre-season, okay? So they're talking about Antonio Conte ran the players so hard um, that a number of them in the squad in Korea were throwing up. Oh, I saw the, in, I saw, I saw the videos of them looking, right. looking tired, yeah. Right, okay. So so this this was this is what I was reading about, how he'd ran them so hard and how he was so demanding that um, the, 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 the Spurs players were throwing up and they've known that they've put through it. And uh, Antonio Conte is, is like really driving cultural change at... Uh, at Tottenham, right? Mm-hmm. And then I read something similar about, about Manchester United. And it, I watched a video of a very simple passing drill. I was like, well, that's that's nothing amazing. It was a very yeah. simple triangle passing drill, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what he was saying was if people miss a shot or or or, or make a, a fault in this in this in this triangle passing drill, they've got to jump to the floor and do 10 press-ups, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how and how that was instilling a, a cultural change at Manchester United. Let me tell you, if Neil Warnock, a Tony Pulis um, had done this, right, or even a David Moyes, right, who's who's at West Ham, if they'd done this in pre-season, it would have been reported in a very different way. It would have been reported, 
dinosaurs in 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 football. It would have been this is old school and and but because it's a sexy foreign coach doing it, it's reported in such a a different way. Why is that? You, can you explain that to me? It, it depends where it's come from. It's, it, it, and obviously it depends where the press is and who. It's, it's like it's the young stuff now, Craig. You know, we, the Spanish press is slightly different because they really are um, being pumped by the club and, and yeah. told what yeah. to do. Um, and, and I tell you what, a lot of this does come to Craig. When you get these one-club reporters, I'm not a one-club reporter. Obviously, no. I, I do a lot of North. But when you get a one-club reporter, it, it's quite easy to dominate these reporters, you know, if, 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 if you're, yeah, you know, yeah. and it'd be, if, if, for instance, I was only doing Newcastle and Newcastle told me something and said, we need to get this out there. You, you, you know, you would be obliged to do it. It's, 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 it's yeah. very tough. I think from my point of view is, you know, everyone has look, look at the way we talk about the transfer window, um, similar, same subject, but very different views. And I think yeah. that's what, what you have to understand when press are reporting things. But in, in nowadays, it's about fan reaction. It's about, um, but do you, do, you, do you take my point? So, so let's say Sam Allardyce had, had oh, done yeah, that in pre-season. hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Because because the thing is, you can criticize Sam Allardyce and you won't get much pushback. If you criticize Antonio Conte, you're going to get some pushback. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if this reported, this is old school, right? That what what they're doing. Uh, I, I'd have gone, yeah, fair play. That 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 is what they're doing. I'm not. I I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, in terms of the the ten pressure as a as a punishment, um, like <laughs> what's that about? And I'm, That's just I'm your curious. purse. I think you, you don't want to do one push up, Craig. No, it? hey, listen, co- correct. But I, I bet you, listen, we'll do, we'll do it on pod. I, I bet you I could do 20 more than you in any set. We'll yes, do, well, we'll I, do. I do have those. Remember from my old arm wrestling, I do have two plates on my arm, Craig, so it's tough <laughs> for me. I have to, I have to do the, um, the knees down press up, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do, I do suffer from mine. But not, but I tell you what, we'll 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 use this age of knowledge a bit more, Craig, and dive into stuff. But I think that's fascinating. I think United fans have benefited today massively from understanding the De Jong situation. But you know, with the modern day media, Craig, as you say, with everything reported, it's so hard not for fans to jump in on stuff and these yeah. little these little updates. The, the for instance of the De Jong thing on site where Farron Torres had changed his Instagram account to FT21. Now they're all presuming that he has got De Jong's number and it goes from here and there, just from someone changing an Instagram. Um, not even not even posting a message from changing his um his description, and wow. it shows how little things can can be jumped on. Hey, that's not to say that isn't true, but we don't know. It's fast. The, this the modern day media is a twenty and it's a twenty four seven world. Unfortunately for me, as I get messages, and as you know, Craig, football agents is twenty four seven, as is the media as well, and um. It's a fascinating insight into why we're doing this, why we're talking about it now, Craig, isn't it? But we'll um we'll be back on next week talking about all the transfers. Let's see where we are, Craig. Um, who which clubs do you think we need to be looking out for next week or so, Craig? I think um I think Chelsea will do more business. Cooler Bally, we're expecting that to be maybe confirmed, aren't we? Yeah. Um I, I think we expect the do we expect Bournemouth to make some moves? I I do, Graham. Uh, Leicester have been really I think, quiet. I think Bournemouth is an interesting one. I think there's an issue there in terms of the money available. Um, I think Bournemouth, I think Scott Parker would like to do. They might have to, there might be players going up there as well. I think Bournemouth, unfortunately, Craig, um, behind off field things is affecting their business. And uh, we might, and we'll touch on them before the Premier yeah. League team. We'll, we'll touch on every Premier League team and we'll touch on every team. All 92 clubs will touch on 
less to lesser degrees, obviously. But we'll 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 look at Bournemouth for the Premier League preview because as it stands, Craig, um, I I couldn't be more worried for a club. Um, yeah, I agree. Premier, I, I agree. Going into a Premier and and more more bit, and it's I think it's one of the strongest Premier Leagues we'll see, Craig. Um, because the look at look at what Fulham and Forest are doing as well. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I I agree with you. I mean, Everton haven't done much. Leicester, the, the you know, Brighton and Hove Albion. I think all of these clubs will start to to make their moves, Graham, because they'll want players in before that first game of the season in a in a in a few weeks' time. Yep, yep, definitely. So uh, that's just us done for this week, Craig. So until until next week. Top man, Graham. I, I enjoy our passionate debates and I enjoy disagreeing with you. If we if we agreed, it would be so boring, this pod. So it's it's always good it's, to disagree. Oh, of course it would be. Just have a great weekend, Graham. Take have a great guys. weekend, guys.